Hello, Texans. Welcome to the Texans Player Show here in the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. Mark Vandermeer and D.P. Sidhu with you tonight. We've got a big three-hour block of programming. This show with Kamu Grugier-Hill and Steven Nelson, farmer, cornerback. You'll hear more later, trust me. And Texans All Access, where we will talk about Damian Pierce not getting the scepter from Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. A lot of you are shaking your heads right now. Er, what does that mean? Angry Runs, a weekly segment for the angriest runs. You had to be there. You have to be there. Kyle Brandt gives it out on that program. Anyway, he didn't get it. Spoiler alert. But we'll talk about why, and we'll play the audio. That's in hour number two, among many other things we will cover going into the bye. And then John Harris has Texans Matchup, which is a very cool show. Stick around for that, and stick around for this. Our conversation that we had coming off the win against Jacksonville here in studio. Good to see you. Good, you know. First win, huge. You know, I think huge for the morale. Team's feeling great right now, and um, yeah, we're just all excited. It just feels like for the past few weeks, it's been so close. Uh, Do you feel like that you've gotten over some, just a hump, just getting Mm -hmm. to this point now to springboard you? Yeah, you know, I think this is just the momentum we needed, right? Like you said, every week has been so close and it's been so frustrating to, you know, last year was a little different because, you know, there were some games we weren't even in, right? So it's like, okay, let's Mm -hmm. just move on to the next week. To come so close in these games and and, and not come out with a win is, is so frustrating, so to get this one, I think it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, we're gonna ride with this one for sure. Yeah, to be able to close it out because you got the big stops when you needed to, mm-hmm. and you got the big drive when you needed to. Mm-hmm. On the other side of the ball, when you guys see Pierce doing what he's doing, for instance, I mean, it's so physical that twenty-yard run, everybody's talking about it. But in general, there are a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. What does that do for you as a defense when you're watching that from the sideline? I mean, it's just fuel. You know, I mean, he's just, he's honestly, he's incredible. Like, honestly, it, it's fun to watch, you know, and sometimes, you know, me and uh, Kirk were talking yesterday. We're just it, to sit back on the bench and just watch that like so close on the field is, is kind of like, you know, we're fans at that point. Um, but I mean, for, you know, I think that yesterday was our first time playing like complimentary football, right? All three phases where we're doing their thing, um, you know, defense, like you said, defense was getting stops, mm-hmm. running uh, offense was doing their thing and, and, and just, you know, eating up the clock and, and scoring points. So. I mean, we're excited. And, and to, to watch Damien do his thing, man, it's it's crazy. It seemed like Levy Smith after the Chargers game was really rough on the defense. I mean, that's probably the most I've heard him say that it just the defense just needed to play better. Mm-hmm. Did you guys do something different throughout the week or was it an attitude adjustment? Like what did you do differently? Because you guys really came out yeah. firing it. And it was a tough day for Trevor Lawrence, who'd been having a pretty good season so far. You know, I feel like I'm not a defense coordinator, right? But but just you know when you when we're, not? we're yeah right so when, <laughs> someday when, when, when we, yeah, man. When we play you know we we try and you try to figure out your identity right what you're good at and that's what really i think is is the first four games right you have your right. preseason which is you're you're building your team and stuff but i feel like first four games and maybe even first five games you're you're really figuring out like what you're good at like what your team is good at um and all that stuff and i think that's a little bit what we were going through a little bit right and and to come out um and we we ran our stuff yesterday that's you know that's at the at the end of the day that was our bread and butter and it, it was you know dominant I felt like I mean Trevor Lawrence had only thrown two interceptions this season he threw two yesterday mm-hmm. maybe the last one you could say okay that he just sort of chucked it up there mm-hmm. but what did you feel like you guys were doing well that you want to build on now here moving forward I think we we're just um I think the only thing I can really say is we we're just playing our game right we we're the defense that we we 
feel comfortable doing mm-hmm. is just we were really um, executing those those plays. Yeah, when we yeah. needed to. Yeah. Well, and, and like we said, making the big stops. I mean, yeah. that's what it's all about. I know in the Chargers game, you wanted that final stop, couldn't get it, and mm-hmm. things like that. So uh, it's a really encouraging thing. All right, so now we head into the bye. And what do you do during the bye? Because clearly you don't want to completely unplug, yeah. but you do want to unplug. How do you handle that aspect so this of it? This is a weird one, right, because uh, it's so early. So it's like you're not – your body is not really there yet. Like we could really keep going, right? Yeah. And um, – you know, to have what is it, twelve games after we yes. come back or something it's like a that's long a it's a stretch, stretch right? Yeah. So it's uh, not ideal, but you know, either way, you got to get away and just um, treat it the same. And just like you said, I think it's important to unplug a little bit. I do. You know, I think the season's so long, and um, you need to just get away from football for a little bit and and just um, just unwind. And then when you come back, you like kind of have a fresh start. And with us going twelve games straight, I think it's important. Is is a bye week? Does it look like just getting away physically? Like you get out of town, go visit family, or is it more like it's Netflix di- and chill? <clears throat> it's for you? different. It's different. Um, I think that every year for me has been a little different. This year, uh, me and my girlfriend are going to go down to Florida. We're going to go. You know, just they have a beach. That, uh, her and her family has this beach house down there, so we're going to go um, just kind of relax. That and, sounds good. Yeah, sounds right. Very relaxing. It's going to just relax a little bit, get away for you know two three days, and um, and then we'll be back. But. You know, I think every year is a little different for me. Kamu Grugier Hill joining us on the Texans Players Show. All right, but I want to talk about some fun stuff, and I was going to hijack the show with Eastern Illinois trivia, but I figured that might not be good. Actually, DP told Actually, me. Actually, I told him I don't think we should do that. Yes, don't do it. Don't even try to do it, but we will get into some Hawaii stuff yes. because that's where you're from. But I want to talk about some of these young players on defense. You as a veteran and doing what you've done in this league, then you see guys coming in here and – they're learning, and they're making some plays. They're learning. They're paying some dividends. It's a process, right? When you look at Stingley with his first pick, mm-hmm. what Petrie's doing so far, what about some of the young players, especially on defense, of course? I mean, it's it's actually it's very encouraging, right, to see these guys come in, play at such a high level um, so quickly. And, um, I mean, they're holding their own, right? Like, it's not like we're having to, like, hey, guys, you guys do this. It's like sometimes – there's even sometimes they're taking charge, right? Like, Petrie's, like – getting on some of the linebackers getting on d-line or or like stings you know voicing his opinions and all this so i mean it's it's those two are um are special you know for sure so i mean they got a bright future i know a lot of people are very curious about christian harris he's been on ir Mm -hmm. and maybe he'll come back because he's now practicing with the team again but you saw him in camp you saw Mm -hmm. him in the offseason i heard so much about his speed but you know what have you thought about him so far and i know lovey has talked about just the adjustment and what's expected of linebackers Mm -hmm. it's it's a pretty big jump when you're a rookie no i mean i definitely think you know especially in this defense right they it's i hate this i always hated when people would say like oh linebackers are quarterback of the defense right Mm -hmm. it's kind of like hey this defense right everyone kind of plays whatever but like in this defense it kind of is like that right we kind of we're running, you know, all the checks, um, front end, back end. So it's like, you know, there's a lot on our plate. But, you know, he I'm excited for it when he goes back because that kid can straight out ball. Right. And I, I'm excited um, to just to just see him, you know, grow. And, and there's going to be some growing pains. There's some growing pains with everyone. Right. But um, just getting him out there and just uh, letting him do his thing is going to be is going to be good. There's nothing like playing and fully participating in practice, but do you feel like, and I know this is a question for him, but just as a player in general, do you feel like he's seen enough to absorb enough to be able to contribute pretty quickly, relatively? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, he was uh, 
he was right there in, in training camp too. Who he, he wasn't, you know, struggling mentally if mm-hmm. you know or anything where he was like having a hard time with the playbook. So I think you know he should be fine. Excellent. Looking forward to that. Seeing um, Christian Harris get out there. All right, so you have the Raiders in Vegas coming up as your next game, and we probably won't get a chance to catch up like this, but the NFL in Vegas, are you are you feeling this concept yet? Are you on board with this just yet? What's it going to be like projection-wise? I mean, as you think about what it's like to go play a road game anywhere, you're playing a road game in Vegas. I know. I know. It's weird. It's very different. It's definitely weird, but so I actually played there in 2020, but so there's no fans, but their stadium is actually unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I think it's one of my favorite away stadiums, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's pretty awesome. So um, I'm excited for it, but I do understand the concept and, and just like the, you know. Will you go out? Because sometimes on the road, you guys don't leave the hotel, but maybe you go to a nearby restaurant. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Sometimes you're yeah, able you, to do you that? Know, sometimes you, you got some downtime, so you go get some, you know, get some food or meet up with some family, whatever. Actually, um, you know, they call Vegas like the ninth island of Hawaii. So, like, everyone's <laughs> oh. out. Yeah, you know, everyone's, uh, my family's going to be out there. And, and, you know, I got a bunch of friends coming out. So, we're, we'll definitely see them. Well, I think they're going to draw so well forever because it's such an easy place to get to from exactly. everywhere relative yeah. to the amount of flights that yeah. go in. Everybody wants to go there. There's plenty of other stuff to do. But will there be a temptation to... Hey, I'm just gonna walk into the casino and look around for a minute, <laughs> just just to browse. I just dabble a little bit now. Yeah. No, no, no. I no, I don't think so. You business know, we, trip, yeah, business trip. You know, we got all the time in the off season. They get we we have months in the off season. I I, I actually I go to Vegas a decent amount in the oh, off season. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay. I do. So, um, yeah, no, that won't be at least for me. You'd probably know. be in bed because it's all the games have been so early. Exactly. I don't know. The Vegas game well, might be a little bit later. They pushed it back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What time do you normally go to bed on a road trip? Road trip, it depends, you know, around 10, I say, like yeah. 10, 1030. Yeah. Do you, yeah. do you get enough Vegas sleep? Vegas is just getting warmed you, up at that point. In general, Kamu, do you get as much sleep as you want or would you like to get more or how do you feel about the amount of sleep you're getting? Because I know athletes are very particular about this kind of thing. So this is, I was just actually talking to someone about this. I think it's crazy that, you know, I, th- I can't put my finger on the night before games. Like, I think Friday nights are the most important for me. Two days before, I just think that, like, if I, when every time every time I get good sleep Friday night, I feel great, right? But the game night before the game, I could sleep five hours tossing and turning and feel amazing in the game. Really? And then, I'll, and then another game, I can sleep nine hours and feel, like, sluggish. You know, it's just, like, it's yeah. just weird. Interesting. I don't know. It's always, but it's only the night before the game. That's kind of weird. I don't know. Do they track your sleep? Because I know they track pretty much every other metric. They should. They, they do. I mean, not like they're just asking, you know, how are you sleeping and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, if, if it's not a concern, they're not, you know. Can I just say that I bought an Aura Ring? And I'm not sponsored by Aura Ring, but I bought it and I wear it at night because yeah. I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by sleep as well. And yeah. sometimes it's like, you're right. You can get nine hours of sleep. You feel tired. You can get less sleep and you feel fine. And and what I learned was sometimes it's like it it could be what you ate. Yeah. It could be how late you had caffeine that day. It could be how late you're watching TV. It's not yeah. the hours of sleep, but if you're tossing and turning even for nine hours, mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's not a good. Sleep. So actually, what's weird is I actually want to get the aura ring, but I'm like sometimes I'm kind of like uh, not superstitious, but I can get in my head about these kind of things. So yes. like for example, if I sleep good 
and like my aura ring says, tells you like, it's a bad sleep. It's a bad sleep. I'm like, you're gonna feel bad. I'm gonna feel bad. Wait, what does this thing do? You, it's like a ring. I, it's a ring that you wear, and it tra- It's kind of like and a people- ring around your finger. Yeah. yeah, like a ring. Like it looks like a, a wedding band. You could say, and it tracks your sleep. And it's got sensors, so it mm. tracks your heart it rate. It doesn't your know breathing. anything. Okay. It's pretty legit. Really, it's, it's an it's an app. And I'm with you on this because I would wear it. It would tell me I had a my readiness score for the day. It'd say, oh, your readiness is above average. So you're going to have a great day. And I would feel like, oh, I'm going to get so much done today. And it's like. Eh. But then if, if it said my readiness was bad, I'd be like, oh, well, I should probably not work on this exactly. thing because exactly. my readiness is down. So exactly. I so I would suggest you wear it throughout the week, gather your data, then don't wear then it the night before the game. Yeah, no, don't right. wear it on Friday. He just don't said Friday, Friday, Friday nights. Yeah, exactly. don't wear it on Friday, Saturday. But then at least you sort of know like what the trick is, like what time you need to stop eating mm-hmm. or what time you need to go to bed and what yeah. your ideal sleep is. I'm fascinated by sleep because that was something I really wanted to tackle this yeah. year. I felt like we we all probably could use. I think it makes you smarter when you have a good uh, for sleep. One hundred percent. All right, you're not a rookie anymore, Kamu. So how do you handle what you eat and how you take care of your body? How has that changed over the years since you've come into the league? Yeah, you know, I think it's a lot of it's same kind of thing, right? Trial and trial and error. You kind of just you know uh, eliminate things just depending on how your body feels and. You know, you can eat something and, you know, you play a game or whatever. And then the next year, you're like, damn, I feel horrible. Or you eat something and you're mm. like, hey, I feel pretty good. Like, I'm getting good recovery and all that stuff. So okay. um, I think for me is, is you know, I've cut out dairy and sugar has been the big, biggest thing. Dairy for sure. Like, I noticed that when I eat dairy, um, like inflammation wise, like my joints mm. and kind of stuff, kind of I feel worse. But Wow. Were you the one that told me that on game days you are vegan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you still do I that? I still do that, yeah. Okay, so that's no dairy, no meat. No Yeah, no no pro no pro no, it's nope. n- no meat ma- mainly. Okay. Yeah. No animal products. Well, no animal products. It slows yeah. down the digestion maybe so or something like that. So, did you watch the documentary Game Changers? No, because I'm afraid I'm afraid promoted. it's going to make okay. me vegetarian, ve- vegan. So yeah. that's the one that like universally, like worldwide, right? It just shocked everyone, and everyone's like, "Oh, we need to like think about this, right?" And then so I kind of, you know, I remember I was in Philly at the time, and like our whole locker room was like, there was guys going like straight vegan after that, right? And Kenny, was, Kenny Stills was actually a part of. He that. was yeah, he was in it. He yeah. was on our team at the time. <clears throat> exactly. I remember talking to him about that. Okay, so. Um, you know, there's certain things I was like, I, 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 me personally, like, I just can't not eat meat like that's just mm-hmm. i'll never be able to do that right i love fish i love like too delicious know, steak it's i love it. exactly right <laughs> sorry it is exactly sorry, animal activist so uh, yeah exactly <laughs> um but the one thing i did take from that with the one with kenny Steele's actually it was mm-hmm. they're doing a blood test and um they were showing how like meat can uh affect your blood like within the hour so oh, like gosh. if you eat you know meat products or whatever like your blood is a little thicker um, and it's like kind of it sounds good to me. I need yeah, some right. thick it, blood. It, but it's like it just it. Um, what does that affect? Like your how active? I think it's the way your be? oxygen can move throughout oh, your oxygen. your blood okay. and just all this kind of stuff. Well, you know, but they showed like when you eat vegan product products, it's like your bloodstream is very like fluid and mm. like oxygen can flow and stuff. And so I tried it, and I actually felt like more energy. I could like actually run. Like I wasn't getting tired, all this kind of stuff. So I like that's the one thing I did take from it. So you feel like you can eat meat throughout the week because you love it. I just but then can't, before I a game, it gives you a little extra boost. I think that I wouldn't be able to sustain that. I would lose so much weight, first of all. Like right. I would right. be like underweight. I would probably get a little weaker. I think just the the amount of effort you would have to put into like and calories you would have to eat to eat the amount of protein and all that kind of stuff without eating meat. 
Or dairy. It, or well, dairy. you're avoiding dairy. You know what anyway, I mean? Is, still, is, yeah. would be tough. So I, I don't think it's, I can't sustain it, but. I'm taking so many notes yeah. here. Do you drink coffee? So that's another thing I'm trying. Okay, no coffee? Wow. I've never been a coffee drinker, ever. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're trying to drink coffee? I'm trying to drink coffee. Oh, just why? hang out in here. We'll, we'll set you <laughs> Wait, straight. Wait, but why would you want to introduce I, because that? Because I just, I feel actually sometimes better. So when I was when I was yes. a little younger, <laughs> that's why the rest no, of us. Yeah, drink. right. Exactly. But a couple years ago, I was like, I don't know. I don't feel a difference. I would drink coffee, and I was really? like, really. Same thing. Like sometimes I would drink coffee, and I'd like go take a nap right after. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, it, I was like, this doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But like slowly now, I don't know if it's maybe I'm just getting older. Um, I just feel, you know, everything that alert. everyone else. Yeah, I'm feeling alert. I'm feeling like more focused. I'm That's like, the ah. thing with all this food stuff. Kamal Grusha Hill joining us. Sometimes, you know, I'll read new study finds that caffeine really helps you think better, live longer. All these things. And I'm thinking, who put this out? Did the coffee growers of Columbia yeah. fund Starbucks. the research? Yeah. You know, come up with something positive. You never know who to trust. And I think you said it best, Kamu. It's trial and error. Mm-hmm. What goes well with your body? Mm-hmm. You take Everyone's something, different. you eat yeah. something. Well, take some. You eat something, and how do you perform on whatever that is? But I highly recommend coffee. That's the yeah. performance-enhancing drug for broadcasting. Why yeah. don't you do like gateway, the gateway to coffee, like teas? <laughs> the gateway, gateway, <laughs> the gateway See, drug. I'm so elementary. I, I would have to, you know, explore that more. I've, I yeah. don't even know about that. I didn't know teas had coffee, uh, caffeine. Yeah, like do a black tea, do a chai. We, there's a ton of there's tea here of- <laughs> in the cafe, in the it cafeteria. Has more caffeine than coffee? No, it has no. less. So this is just me speaking. I love coffee in the morning, but in the afternoon, I, I need a little pick me up. Yeah. But I don't want to be jittery. Yeah, so it gives yeah. you a little bit of burst of caffeine yeah. without messing up your You got to embrace the jittery. Also, okay? Aura Ring told me not to drink coffee at like four in the afternoon. Yeah, I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> like, there's all these studies, right? It's like you said, like, caffeine's amazing for you. And then I find mm-hmm. one that's like, caffeine's horrible for you. So or like, drinking wine is good for your heart. So have plenty of it. I love that one. I'll stick with that <laughs> one. Yeah. I'll stick but with that get one. A, don't get addicted. Because I think the thing with ca- coffee is once you start drinking it every morning, you like, can. now you can't. Can't yeah. not have it every morning. So I usually just drink it like, well, we have 8 a.m. practices right now. So those are like yeah. those days right. I'm like, hey, coffee. I need coffee. But yeah, like, that's very different. Last year, the practices were midday. Which it's a love-hate, you know, yeah. it's a love-hate. But <clears throat> I think it's cooler, right? So it's like the temperature-wise, yeah, you're not great. dying. Yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, waking up at 5.30 every day yeah. is not fun. But. I, it is an early practice call yeah. for you guys, and as it cools off, I was wondering if Lovey Smith was going to make the practices right. a little bit yeah. later, but he likes the routine. He's a big yeah. routine guy, and I know that David Cully had you guys out there in the middle of the day, even when it was hot. Oh Ouch! Gosh. That yeah. was rough. Not fun. I but, wondered if that was because you're playing at noon and they wanted to practice closer to noon, but... It seems like every coach has their own way of doing it because we've yeah. had coaches that like to practice later in the day, some yeah. early. Lovey is the earliest. A lot of it has practiced. to do with meetings, too, if you notice. Well, maybe you guys haven't noticed. but um, So, like, Tuesday or Wednesday, say that we're whatever. Okay, so uh, Wednesdays are usually first and second down days. Thursdays mm-hmm. are third down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you come in, usually, you would do your first and second down breakdown in the morning meet. And so you can get the adjustments or whatever it is for the week, and then you go practice. But now we're doing it, so we're doing like Tuesday. Yeah. Afternoon, we're doing the first and second down, so that when we wake up and we come in You're on Wednesday, hit it it's on hit Wednesday. it. And then same thing. So Wednesday afternoon, we hit third down, oh. and then roll into it Thursday morning. Different you also routine. have more. You have more time to study it. That yeah, way too? That, yeah, for sure. You but I like think you know so the 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 other way coaches feel like 
if they have that meeting before the practice. That's I think that's where the biggest thing is. Mm. Plenty more coming up with Cabo Cruje Hill on the Texans Player Show, including hometown Hawaii stuff. And you know I'm going to bring Eastern Illinois back into the conversation. It's the Texans Player Show, Texans Radio. Back to it on the Texans Player Show. Mark Vandermeer, D.P. Sidhu with you. We'll get to Steven Nelson in segment number three tonight. Back to Kamu Gruje Hill, though. Hawaiian, Texan, and former Philadelphia Eagle who played for Doug Peterson. Did he say hello to him after or before the Texans took on the Jacksonville Jaguars this past Sunday? I did. Okay. I did. We have a pretty good relationship, so um, I was excited to see him. And I'm, I'm happy for him, actually. Are there other members of the organization that are there that you know? There's a couple guys, yeah. They, uh, you know, just a couple guys that just end up falling Help him, out. So, yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. So what's it going to be like to play Philly here when it's battle red night? You're wearing the red helmet November 3rd, and the Eagles come in, and they're doing really well right now. I know they have a big one with the Cowboys Sunday. I, I'm excited for that. I mean, you know, that's going to be – this is my first time playing them since I've left um, – yeah, I think it's, it's not as special anymore because a lot of the people that were there are gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, but uh, it's still going to be fun. So seeing that uniform and squaring off against e- exactly, them. Exactly, yeah. That's cool. All right, we've got some Hawaii stuff for you. And, oh, by the way, you're from Hawaii. The Pro Bowl left Hawaii. Now that the Pro Bowl is this showcase of games, whatever they're going to do with a flag football thing and what other whatever other events they have, are you excited that it could possibly go back to Hawaii eventually? Oh, is that I think good so. for the for, sure. for the islands so to when have I was the Pro Bowl? Up, there? I used to go every year. Right? Oh, that's do, cool. the, do the NFL experience. I would see like Ray Lewis. And oh, all like as guys. a fan, you would just go. Or I wasn't. So I wasn't like a football fan growing up, but like my fan. I mean, it's there, so we're like, hey, let's just go. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like see like Randy Moss and stuff. So it's cool. Yeah, like, um, I mean, I think bringing that back to the islands would be fun. That'll be cool. All right. Huge tourist attraction. I wish it would go back, too. I feel like yeah. more players used they to, go, to then, go there. Yeah. And they would take their families. Exactly. And then once it moved to Orlando, they it sort of dropped off. Yeah. It'll be interesting. in Ve- It's in Vegas again it, this year. It? All right. Let's do some Hawaii trivia here. All right. Now, within... Uh, Wait, you're going to quiz him? I'm going to quiz On Kamu. his own? Are, okay. Do you, do you mind this? <laughs> sure. oh, we're putting you on the spot. Okay. Uh, within no within five years, can you tell me when Hawaii was admitted to the union as an official state? <laughs> I didn't know this. I would have gotten this really wrong. Is it 1958 or 1959? 50, 59. Very 59, good. Yeah. 59. That is good, DP. How wow, would you have like done that? a history that lesson. No, I would not. My have mom was born that. in 56, so I think that's funny because she wasn't even a state when she was born. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that amazing? All right, so how many islands, and you can get this within 20. I'm going to give you, a, because there are a lot more than, you said nine, right? But that's yeah. nine big ones. There are a lot of little ones. How many islands are spread over Hawaii? There are a ton I didn't know about. I'm just going to give you the number. 137. Oh, Does that no make way. sense? Well, because they're little tiny ones. and little Ones that people actually can live on, though? How I don't many? know. No, no, there's no way. No, I know. That's How many, how what's many the, livable? What's the little one that you see from uh, Maui? Is that Molokai? Is uh, that Lanai? the one? Lanai? But you can live Lanai. on there. Yeah. You can live on there, yeah. yeah. Does oh, that okay. count as one of the nine in yeah. your? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's right. hotels wow. on that island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Uh-huh. There's a Four Seasons there, I'm pretty sure. So I think it counts as an island. Gosh, how many Four Seasons? How are many there? Four? That Never I can mind. tell you. No, I'm just uh, what's the capital? Oh, that's easy. That's where you were born, right? Honolulu. Honolulu, yeah. All right, and largest city. We know that one. Uh, let me get a good one here. Hmm. So which 
island of Hawaii, this is interesting, is growing by more than 42 acres each year. It grows by 42 acres each year. Big island. And why? The big island is correct it's because the volcano, the volcano just keeps yes, oh. filling into the water. And it, and it creates yeah, more yeah, it creates land. land yeah. This is awesome. Who says that they're not making more land? <laughs> they are making, making more land. They're making space for more four seasons yeah. on the yeah. big island. It, it, I know all the islands have their own personalities, but like if somebody had never been to Hawaii and they're only going to one island, which one would you recommend? See, I, I always get... I've been, but I'm my, just curious what your answer is. That's most famous question, and I yeah. think it's hard to answer that because each island has its own thing. Like Personality, you said, it has right. its own thing, so it's like, what are you looking for, right? And it's like, I always tell people, if you're going, say, a honeymoon, it's just you and your wife or whatever, um, you and your husband, sorry, and... Uh, you know, um, you want to just relax and get away, you go to, like, Kauai. Kauai, Maui, I think. Right. You know, those are, you know, and if you want to explore a little bit, you go to Big Island because it has everything, right? And then if you want to have a little bit of the city life with the island life, you go to Oahu. So, like, it kind of matters. Yeah, it does. I Waikiki to me, and I, I might have said this to you before, but it feels like Miami Beach meets L.A., yeah. <laughs> maybe a little Vegas in there. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, for and, sure. And it's great because it has all of that stuff. But it's definitely a big city. If you want that get away from it all kind of feeling, I don't know if Oahu. Well, Oahu does it, but I don't yeah. know if Waikiki does it. No, yeah. You, so I always say like you got to cut Oahu in half, right? So if you go to the whole south side, is just industrialized buildings. Kind of looks like like you said, like I wouldn't give it L.A., but maybe like a San Diego, right? Mm-hmm. And um, if you go to the other half, that's the old Hawaii, where right? mountains, beaches. Just country land. So. And you mentioned you weren't the biggest football fan growing up, but you were attracted to some of the star power during the Pro Bowl. What are the big sports in Hawaii when you're growing up as far as being a fan and also playing them? I think it's football for sure. I just think that no one in my family played football. Right? I didn't play football until like my senior high school. So it's like. It's amazing. It wasn't really like a thing that brought, was brought up. Like my my family wasn't fans. We weren't watching games or anything like that, right? It was like you would watch an occasional game if it's on, but like. It was know, more we, soccer? We played. We were a soccer family. Soccer. Yeah, we were a yeah. soccer family for sure. Um, you I mean, and surfing, Kaimi, yeah, right? In high yeah. school? Surfing. Uh, I mean, just kind of my family's like super water like both both my brothers are like watermen like to the t it's funny because they call me land animal because like i'm like completely <laughs> opposite right um i'm like the land animal of the family but um, could you just pick up like when you're going to florida for the bye week could you just pick up a surfboard and just like hit the waves is it like riding a yeah, bike I, yeah yeah is it yeah like you don't forget well, the you, wave, you have especially because the waves here. in florida are like not the not same as, as hawaii. hawaii yeah so they're nothing. Yeah. They're nothing compared to Hawaii. I mean, you Hawaii. couldn't tell me that. I mean, it's just, they all look big. North Shore, they got the big ones there. Yeah. And that's where it was invented, right? The sport was invented yep. Yep. in Hawaii. So there's that. Uh, all right. So I said I wasn't going to do it, but I am going to do it. Eastern Illinois. <laughs> Here we go. Because you went there, and uh, you're one of the famous NFL alums of Eastern Illinois. Hall of Fame. Hall yes. Hall of Famer. Yes. Mm. Now, what does that mean to you, though, to be in a Hall of Fame of any kind? I mean, I think it would be super cool to be in my high school Hall of Fame, if yeah. nothing else. But that is super cool. And that university, you got some guys with some pelts, right? Mm-hmm. You have Sean Payton and Tony Romo and Jimmy Garoppolo and Mike Shanahan and others. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. What does it mean to you? I think it's just uh, it's it's awesome because if you look at it like full circle, like so when I first got, like I said, I started playing football late right so when i got to eastern illinois 
like the NFL wasn't on my mind, right? It was kind of, it's my story is a little crazy, but um, you know, um, I just feel like every level that I've been to, it wasn't like I was looking for, forward, right? I just fell in love with the game and just was like taking it by day, day by day, right? And it's just like, I was always, I'm a very in the moment kind of guy, right? So when I first put up to Eastern Illinois, I would see the banners on the, on the stadium of like other guys and they would like always talk about it. But I was like, I'm not, I am not like a fan, so I don't really know who they are, right? Mm -hmm. And then like, I, the, as I, you know, be, like began to play more and like understood them and like, um, got to know who these you know famous guys are and um, great players are on the on the thing. I like I appreciated them more, right? So then, like now that I'm on there, it's like kind of it's you know I somebody take, else I'm, is showing up. Right, like, oh, well, I don't know who yeah, Kamu but it's like, is. it's taking me back to <laughs> yeah. full circle to like damn. Like I remember the first day I showed up and like looked at this and like didn't have an appreciation. Didn't have an for, appreciation yeah. for it, right? And now I do. So. so when you got to Eastern Illinois, you knew you were playing football, right? I knew I was playing you football. Got, yeah, you got recruited to play football. Yeah. You started as a senior in high school. Yes. And what led you to start playing football then? I just hung out with all the football players, like in high school, like that's, and they were just like, "Hey, just come out, let's go." And Re you made it. You made yeah. the team. Remind me how we get from not playing till your senior year to <laughs> I'm going to college to play football. So all my friends were, you know, my senior year was like the only year I actually played. So then. Um, all my friends, we had a bunch of guys go D1 that year. And I remember, you know, um, I was like, damn, I'm missing out. Like, I want to go. <laughs> I want to go, too. I want to go, too. Like, it's I want to go to college. Easy, yeah, <laughs> right, I want to go to college. So um, my one friend who had the offer to Eastern Illinois, the coach literally like a week before signing day was like, hey, do you have anyone back home that can play? And he's like, yeah, like, check out my friend. Like, he doesn't have an offer. You're yet. kidding. And That's like, how it happened. I also think he just wanted a free trip to Hawaii. Like, just come out and recruit for a little bit. But, hey, sure. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah but. Think of it this way. That's just smart recruiting on their part. Right. Where are the diamonds in the rough? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, so you're not a five star guy. Big deal. You can help them. And, yeah. and now you're in the NFL. That's that's a really great story. And why do you think it is that that school has done what it's done in terms of producing NFL talent, coaching and playing? I don't know. You know, I think I think that um, is it a chip on the shoulder kind of thing yeah, or something I mean, like that. Is, when you say out out of the mud, like it is nothing there, like literally mm. nothing there. All you have to do is is play football, right? And and you know, lift weights, and and that's that's literally all we did was mm -hmm. work out and play football. So Yeet. when you, I feel like when you're stuck in those like kind of situations where it's all you have to do, it's like you fell in love with it. Yeah, you won't face him this year, but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. you guys were teammates. Mm -hmm. And uh, what was that like? What do you, what you you must follow him now in his career. Yeah. It's just been so mm -hmm. up and down and crazy what he's doing with the 49ers yeah. this year. So it's, I mean, it's, you know, he was the big inspiration for me. You know, uh, he was a junior when I was a freshman. And, you know, like I said, I had no vision. Wait, was him. he the friend who said to the coach, I got a guy back home? No, 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 no. It was this, another guy. He was a guy from Hawaii. Yeah, no. Um, oh, that's right. He's not from your, he's not from your island. Yeah, no, he's actually from Chicago. <laughs> Um, <laughs> He's like, I know this guy. Not, yeah. not exactly but, the um, same thing. You know, I didn't have like aspirations to play in the NFL until I saw Jimmy do it. And then I was like, oh, you know, I'll try. <laughs> he can do <laughs> that it. Looks good. That looks good. That looks fun. Yeah. If Garoppolo can yeah, play, yeah, yeah. he can do it. Yeah. I can play. Oh, that's he beautiful. He was definitely an inspiration for me. So, you know, we're, we're still cool and, you know, we talk. And we actually had one of our um, mutual friends just got married here in Houston actually so we got to catch up in the offseason a little bit so it was cool I remember during that draft year he, we had so many players come through he came through for a visit as well and I'll never forget he wore a full suit like a business suit like he was here for a job interview wow and I thought that was so impressive oh, and yeah. that was I mean we see so many players come through that don't get drafted but 
Uh, that really that really jumped. He's up. hard. You know, it's it Jimmy serious. Garoppolo. It's like, oh, there's Jimmy Garoppolo. Even well, back he's wearing then, a full suit. It's yeah. hard to miss him. Hard, yeah, hard not to notice. All right. So the Astros are in the postseason. You're new to this town relatively. And you come in in a strange time. I mean, last year we were still ca- we were still testing every week, weren't we? We were still testing yeah. all the time and had the protocols and everything. And and here you are now. What is it like with you being a Houstonian and seeing the professional baseball team? And are you like a fan? How do you approach that? So I'm not a baseball fan, but I love how the city you know rides for those guys. Right? I just think that. Um, you know, for us, it's inspira- like inspiration too, right? It's just like mm-hmm. you can see how passionate the fans are at the Astros games, and 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 it's um, like I said, it's inspiring for us to try and get that same passion back here, right? And um, I mean, they're doing their thing, right? They're at the top every year so far, like in the last yep. couple of years. So, hey, hats off to them for sure. I mean, they went through it too. They had three 100 loss seasons yeah. not yeah. too long ago. So yeah. for them to be where they they are now, I can see how that would be inspiring what about getting around houston when i talked to you last year you you said that you loved houston you i said love Houston. he compared it to hawaii mark no I, oh, kind of differently you I, kind of did I, yeah i did but friendly it, people maybe? friendly people yeah i meant okay. like the people like the hospitality like topography, all that. not so yeah. much yeah, yeah exactly yeah. um i still love it yeah you should go down to the water it's if oh, you squint I don't. your eyes no Galveston, i don't yeah. i don't think that's, <laughs> that's a selling hear. point yeah. no if you, yeah, I right, never mind. I I was told don't go down there for a year. I came here from Miami. Don't go to Galveston for a year. After a year, you'll really appreciate. Yeah, it. yeah, and yeah, I yeah. do. I do. Kamu, thanks a lot for joining us. Good luck and have a great bye. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right, there's our visit with Kamu Grugier Hill. Always fun to catch up with him. Stephen Nelson, starting corner, having a nice campaign for the Houston Texans, and he has a farm in Houston. Stay tuned. You'll hear about it. It's a great story, and it's next on the Texans Players Show. It's Texans Radio. Final segment on the Texans Players Show, and it's a good one as we have Steven Nelson in the Deep Slant interview. He's a good cornerback acquired in the offseason as a free agent from the Philadelphia Eagles, and Lovey loves having him in this system. He also has a farm outside of town. I'm not making this up. Now, We'll play you part of the Deep Slant interview. You can get the rest of it on the Texans app or HoustonTexans.com. But this is fun stuff with Steven Nelson and DP. I was just showing you a picture of my dog because when we're in the locker room, you've got one of those photographs with the scrolling pictures. And every time your dog shows up on that, I'm like fixated on it because your dog looks so much like my dog. Just the skinnier version. Yeah. But you've got like a a golden doodle, right? Yes, a golden doodle. Uh How old? He's two. Oh, two just like old. my dog. Yeah, okay. Two years old. Uh-huh. We got him right in the pandemic. Same. Yep. Right in the pandemic. So, you know, hyperallergenic and all that good stuff. Yeah. It's well, dog, yeah. I mean, it's just such a great dog to have. But you're like an animal lover because I just saw this feature that Tyler Sudarth, uh-huh. our videographer, put together. It's fantastic. Yes. You on your farm. Uh-huh. And the first thing that I noticed was that you're wearing a shirt that says Nelson Farms. Yes. So, like, do you have swag for your farm that is available uh, somewhere? It uh, it's it's in the process right now. You know, that was like a little sneak peek. You know yeah. what I mean? So I got hats and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, getting a website built and stuff like that, so people will be able to, you know, go check it out. That's gonna um, be so huge in Texas. I mean, you just yes. got here this year. Uh-huh. When did you get the farm? This year, actually. Yeah. Okay. Like around January ish. So before I even. Or even signed here. Signed here. I was already invested in. So, yeah. Did that lean your decision more to signing with the Texans? Most you definitely. You wanted to move, move to Texas? Mo- most definitely. Um, I mean, I've lived always, I guess, in a city away from my team I was playing in. So, to, to be playing in somewhere closer to home, 
is uh, definitely a plus. All right. So I guess the natural question is, when did you get into farming? Because you grew mm -hmm. up in Georgia. I grew up, I grew up in Georgia, yes. You, did you grow up on a farm? Were you around farms? Were you around animals? Yes and no. So I kind of have the best of both worlds. Like, I grew up raised in Atlanta, Georgia, um, right? So my family, though, like, my grandparents lived in middle Georgia, like, one of Robbins, little town right outside of Macon, Georgia. So it's a little more rural than the city. So I would always spend the summer times out that way. And they had like a lot more, you know, the wildlife stuff, animals and, you know, farmland. So I kind of had the best of both worlds in that, in that aspect. But uh, to answer your question, I got into farming like about two years ago. Okay. Not physically, but like just interested in doing research and stuff like that. Because yeah. two years ago you were in Pitts, Pittsburgh? Two years ago, yeah, yeah. My last year, Pittsburgh. That's like not a good place for farming. No, no. <laughs> um, but, you know, I guess when all the pandemic stuff kind of hit, mm, that's sure. when I really got into it, you know, just trying to be, you know, sustainable and all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, it had a lot of people scared, right? Right, you know, of course. Food shortages and all kind of crazy stuff. So, you know, I, I guess I would give a lot of credit to when uh, the pandemic for me. You're like, I want to be able to live off my yeah, own land. Yeah, exactly. So what's on your farm right now? Like, describe it for people. Right now, uh, we have a garden, like a full garden. Um, we have uh, anywhere from chickens to turkeys. We have peacocks, uh, pigs, goats, sheep, and a miniature horse. Oh, yeah. The horse's name is? Dusty. Dusty. Yeah. I saw that yes. in the So Cute. <laughs> That's Annabelle the sheep, Dusty the pony. There you go. Yeah. So, and and you have chores on the farm. Chores. Yes. Do you do those every day? Do you have someone that? Because I don't yeah. know how do you balance that with football. So uh, during my off days and days I get to uh, get get back up there, um, it's because it's a little ride away. Uh, of course, you're not like right down the street yeah, from the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because <laughs> I, I live in the city during the you know while I'm working and stuff like that. But uh, my my wife and my family they pretty much take care of it. like that's. You know, the, I guess their job while I'm here. So, you know, the chores, uh, we can just run through that real quick. Yes. Like, what are the chores on a farm? So, so when I'm there, like, let's say on Mondays, I wake up early, like 7, the rooster's making noise. So I'm up, right? So I'm out there. First person I feed is probably the pigs. Make sure they're satisfied. Okay. And um, I'll let the chickens out, let them roam and graze and all that stuff. I'll throw out some little scratch or whatever you call it, like corn and stuff for them. Then I'll feed the goats, and I'll take Dusty out. I'll take him out for his little own little personal space because Dusty the pony, because he yeah. eats other the other animals' food, right? Is that what that? Yeah, you know he gets a little rowdy. <laughs> so cute, and he gets offended when you call him pony. He's little though. Is yeah, he supposed no, he to is, be bigger than he's that? He's a miniature horse. Oh, a miniature horse. You know, ponies that makes are a little sense. stocky. Yes. Okay. And I think he has feelings. <laughs> like, so, you know, I call him, you know. He's it, vertically challenged. Right, right. Okay. It is what it is. So I take him out, you know, give him his own little area to eat, feed the goats and the sheep. And that's pretty much it. The peacocks pretty much do their own thing. And then I, I and guess. And you have peacocks. Why? They scare away reptiles is what I've snakes, heard, correct? Snakes and okay. stuff. They're really, I don't know, predator, uh, snake savvy or whatever. Okay. They hate snakes. So um, we had like a, we had a couple snakes. Pre previously, uh, before we got them. Sure. But, I mean, I live in the city, and I've, ha I've had snakes in my yeah. backyard. I can't imagine on your farm what you have. Right. We had a couple, um, but ever since I got them, no problem. No snakes, no snake problems. What would you add next? Um, next will probably be alpacas. We've been looking into getting some alpacas. Actually, so we wanted cute. to get those first, but they're kind of hard to find, right? They're like... 
all over the country. Like you have to really do some deep look diving. for an alpaca. Exactly. Yes. Why would just to have on the farm? Would you? What what was it? What is alpacas the, are really good for. What, are the, uh, what is the purpose of an alpaca? They're they're great for like herding like other animals and protecting against I guess predators like you know you got coyotes bobcats they're just like natural protectors. Um, you could shear them, make like. No I feel harm. like you need to have your own series in the off season, would, just like an episode I've a week. I've been thinking about it. You should, because there is a lot of stuff that goes into it. You know, it'd be great for the merch yeah. for the sale. You know, so we're thinking just a lot. All right, I'm Come with on. you on this. I like this idea. Yes. So, d- how does that relate to football? I mean, if football mm-hmm. is like such a tough physical sport. This seems so calming and relaxing. Yeah. They go hand in hand, right? So, you know, football is you know, it's stressful. It can be stressful. You know, it's uh very demanding. Um, so for me, my getaway is to be with the animals. Yeah, of you course. Know, it's peaceful. You know, it just kind of relaxes me and just kind of draws me away a little bit. So I'm, I guess, recharged you know, in, in a way. Well, Dino Vasso, <coughs> cornerbacks coach, talked with us last week. I did not realize that you and him were together in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So your rookie season, you were Dino. Now you're in year eight. You're with Dino again. Yeah. Do you guys talk about what a jump you've made because I imagine from year one to year eight, you're yeah. probably a completely different player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I've grown a lot. You know, I'm matured, and, and it's just uh, night and day. You know, like a conversation, conversations we have compared to you know when I was a rookie where I didn't really talk much. You know, now it's like you know we have man to man conversations. You know about you know just life, kids. You know, he just had a baby. He just had a baby, right? Um, you know, I got kids, and you know, we just you know just talk man-to-man type of thing from when I was, I guess, you know, just coming in. So it's it's been fun working with him. I know everybody looks to you as someone that can be there for a guy like Derek Stingley, who's right. a rookie. Mm-hmm. And I know that you at one point had said that you leaned on a guy, Eric Berry, yes. in Kansas City. So what is that relationship like when you're mm-hmm. so many years in and you're looking at the rookie? And it's that I, I imagine that's such a tough position to sort of uh-huh. get your feet under. Yeah, uh, man, I love I – love, taking on that challenge, you know, you know, helping him in any way possible because, like you mentioned, like my mentor was kind of like Eric Berry or somebody that I, you know, chose to lean on. Um, you know, it's all about just finding guys when you come in that you kind of see that they do the right things, you know, they do it the right way. And that's, you know, kind of like I guess what Sting is looking uh, to me to do and help him with. But, uh, I mean, he has everything, you know, tools-wise to – be successful, you know, smart kid, humble, you know, it doesn't really say much, but. Is that how you were? You said you were quiet as a rookie. He's yeah, pretty quiet. Yeah, you know, I was quiet. You know, I talk, I think I talk more than he did, but. Uh, Maybe it's, I know sometimes you think it's personality too, yeah, but I imagine you know, as a rookie it's. Yeah, I mean, because you're coming in and when I came in, like this is like a young room that we have. Uh, we have a few vets, but we have right. a young room. When I came into the NFL, uh, we had a lot of veterans in like year eight, year seven, year nine, you know, stuff like that. So I was like the youngest one. Yeah, but it's it's fun, you know, just watching him grow and helping him. There's DP's visit with cornerback Steven Nelson, and that's going to do it for the Texans Players Show. Coming up, we've got Texans All Access, angry run rant from the Good Morning Football program, wait for it. And Texans match up with John Harris. It's all on the way here on Texans Radio.